This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, we venture around uh, a little bit on Sports to the Max because we want to give you what you're talking about and thinking about. Um, Mike Padham is attorney uh, here in the Twin Cities, of course, and uh, heard frequently here. And today a couple of verdicts were reached. Uh, Jamal Smith... Um, convicted, as you heard, uh, first-degree murder and third-degree murder for possession of a weapon and, as a, a felon. Um, and uh, Thomas Lane, two and a half years uh, for uh, um, in the George Floyd case, although he's already serving three years, and it always confuses me on that. So joining us in the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline, Mike Patton. Mike, thank you for joining us tonight. Hey, how you doing, Mike? Thanks for having me. <laughs> Just so we talk some sports, nice home run by Buxton the other night, huh? Wasn't that lovely? You know, Mike. You saw you saw him hit the walk off a couple weeks ago. I know, and and, you know he's. I think you know you watch this guy early in his career. He struggled, and you know they say that the hardest skill in all of sports, uh, Mike, is is hitting a baseball. No question. Big leagues, you know. No question. Yeah, although I would say quarterback and trying to move a team down the field, you know, in a variety of ways is right there. But anyway, to your point, yes. You got that. Yeah, yeah. I just it's been fun watching him develop and stuff, and he's there now. And I'd like to get the batting average up a little bit, but he's a he's a big leaguer now, man. For sure. Now, see that like if the IRS was auditing us, then they couldn't say we didn't do sports. So there, we did our sports part of it. Okay, so yeah, I'm just saying, you know, that way you can't say it wasn't sports to the max. The FCC can't come down us. But there's a couple of things I want to talk to you about today. Uh, Thomas Lane yeah, gets uh, yeah, two. Someday, and, someday you're going to ask me about the big Timberwolves trade, though, Mike. We will. We'll someday. get you. Yep. 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 Uh, I, I got to spread uh, these things out one at a time. You know, we have nuggets. Uh, <laughs> Tomorrow, Towns is going to meet. I have a press conference, by the way. Uh, but Thomas oh, Lane gets two and a half years uh, uh, today in in terms of. Uh, uh, the George Floyd case. Explain this to me. He's already serving three. It's concurrent. What's the difference? Yeah. You know, uh, Mike, I think Judge Magnuson was telling people in so many words that he didn't like these prosecutions. I think I think the judge probably felt that the state court uh, actions were enough. And I think it's just kind of his, his way of saying he really didn't like this. He probably felt they were – I'm just reading between the lines. Right. The – Two and a half years, if you multiply, you take your little calculator, multiply 30 by 85%, you get 25.5. And then with the state court, the, the three years, two-thirds, that's 24. So so basically what this judge did with Lane, Mike, was gave him 1.5 more months. So I think 
I think it was a judge's way of saying he just didn't like these prosecutions at the state. And then again, I'm just that's just my what what my belief is, you know. So. Do you think does that make reasonable sense to you? It, it, yes, uh, it does make sense to me. I mean, it's his decision on sanction. Um, I'm sure the federal prosecutors were disappointed. Uh, but uh, look, I, I you know there was an argument that really what this was all about, Mike was Chauvin, and and um, there were there were people who believed that these three should not have been prosecuted at all. I'm not saying that's how how I believe, but. Um, this case, really, what it came down to at the end of the day was the conduct of Derek Chauvin, really. Right. Now, certainly, you know, I mean, look at uh, King. I mean, he, he had his full body weight in the guy's back, and, I mean, that, you know, that really affected his ability to breathe. The, the I mean, For me, Mike, the image that, that is really stuck in my head was when everything was done and, and Floyd was taken away was the four walking away with kind of this, kind of this nonchalant, well, you know, that's that's what we do kind of thing. and. Mm-hmm. I can't get that image out of my mind. And, uh, you know, I mean, you certainly can make the argument that the state court action was enough and uh, the federal prosecution was just uh, unfair uh, piling on. I'm not saying I believe that, but that argument could be made. Do you think that, and this is probably more subjective opinion than it is because you don't work in the police department, but do you think that policing uh, is probably better now when they come upon a scene and and the way they go about their business? Yes, but that has more to do with technology, Mike, because of the reality of body cams. Um, mm-hmm. Body cams have really changed changed completely policing. And, and using a sports analogy, it's like the three-point line in, uh, in, in basketball, Mike. You know, that, that's completely changed the game of basketball, mm-hmm. you know. And the the body cams are just – you, you, you really no longer have the ability, for the most part, to engage in a false narrative. So the body, and not just body cams, but just technology overall. I mean, you got you know you got squad cams, you have cameras in buildings. I mean, it's just it's there's no question that um, technology has really changed our world, not just for police officers in terms of their conduct, but it's really tough to get away with stuff now. You know, yeah. if you're a, if you're a criminal. So. Yeah. Now, now the other night, I mean, we, we saw the body camera uh, footage released yesterday, and and the police officers went in and. Uh, it ended in the death of a 21-year-old man, uh, Sunberg. But um, when you see them go in, and I don't know how, I mean, this takes courage. First mom comes out, and then they go in and get the two children, and it's clear right. as a bell on the body right. cam. And, and, but you realize as you're watching this, they're opening a door, and they don't know what's on the other side to get these children. And I'm watching it, and I'm going, yeah. holy cow, you guys are really, um, I mean, I, I applaud your bravado. And, and it ends with, uh, a subjective decision, uh, I don't know if subjective or not, to shoot from across the street, yeah. and we don't see, you know, uh, what led to that, what the catalyst was, what they saw. How did you read that? Yeah, that's a tough call, Mike. I need to see more on that one. But, yeah, you know, I just they gave him so many chances to give up, and he just wouldn't give up. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of how I look at it. And you, know, you make a perfectly valid point, Mike, about the door. I mean, that just shows you what they're dealing with. See, the thing about the body cams, my, my advocacy for body cams, and there were a lot of police agencies, Mike, that gave pushback for body cams. There's no question they gave pushback. Uh, I like it because, frankly, uh, it's a good thing for the police because it's, Oh, what it's, I saw it's, was it's, heroic on those body cam footage, yeah. Right, right, right. It's not always a bad thing. I mean, the body cam, the, the camera doesn't lie, you know, and... So my thing was the last thing I want to do as, a, as an attorney is bring a claim against a police officer, officer that isn't valid. I don't want to do that. Yeah. 
So the body cams, the body cams uh, will will show good policing, but sometimes they don't show good policing. So it's not it's not always a bad thing for for police agencies by any means. Jamal Smith convicted of uh, first degree murder, third degree murder because he was in possession as a fellow uh, of a firearm as a felon. Did that surprise you at all? No, was that the road rage case yeah. where they were struggling with first degree murder? Yeah. yeah. You know, Mike, I really wasn't very familiar with the facts of that case, but if the jury convicted, I mean, they must have had some strong evidence. And and I, as it, I although I uh, I believe there was uh, again, uh, you know, uh, camera evidence that was really significant. I mean, for someone who handles criminal cases, Mike, that's the big thing now is is uh, is camera footage. You know, that that just it just it not only has changed policing, but it's really changed. Um, litigation and how lawyers litigate cases and uh you see it in not just criminal cases but civil cases i mean big brother is watching everywhere mike you know really if you think about it if you let's just say like the other night i heard about uh, uh x amount of rounds being fired at a certain place in minneapolis etc cetera, etc cetera, and i never saw validation of it perhaps because there was no footage of it is that the first thing an attorney wants to know in this day and age is what are the camera angles what's the footage because sometimes things happen and there's no camera there yeah, I just got hired on a case, Mike, where a where a bartender assaulted a man in a bar really viciously for no good reason. It's all on camera, you know. Okay. So it's almost like the first thing you that you ask when you get involved in these cases, again, criminal and civil, is there is there body cam footage? And it's gotten to a point, Mike, in my practice where it's way more prevalent than not prevalent. But it also, has to, I mean, that that has to be your first question, right? Always. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. One of them. Anyway, <laughs> after finding out your your prospective client's name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Somewhere after the name comes, is there, is there, is there footage? So, so is, is this been for better of society, do you think, in general? Yes. Yes, Mike, because it, it creates situations where if there's less ambiguity, it's better for our system, because if there's less ambiguity, that enables lawyers to resolve cases, you see. Uh, if, you, if you don't have a gray area on the facts, you can sit down, and we have very good prosecutors in the state of Minnesota, and they sit down, they figure it out, and you try to work out something that makes sense for everybody. So it really, I tell you, camera footage, Mike, it's just really changed things. Uh, I mean, not just that, everything else. I mean, texting and emailing. and uh, it's just, it, it, Mike, it's changed. I mean, I've been practicing law now for almost 36 years, and it is just a completely different animal because of technology. So if you have an assault case like that on camera, uh, I don't know how this works. Does it have to go to a court? Do you have to have a verdict in an assault case? Or is it can it be litigated so that the, the two parties uh, come to their own, um, uh, uh, whatever the conclusion is that they want, the settlement that they want? Or does it always have to be tried if there's violation of law? No, no, most cases settle it. What typically happens, Mike, in a case like that, what happened in the Floyd case, is the prosecuting authority, the investigators will secure the evidence. In the example I gave you, this uh, the police agency secured the video from the owner of the establishment. So then what typically will happen is the criminal case will be litigated, and when you have video that shows exactly what happened, the chances of a case like that going to, tr- to trial are almost, it just doesn't happen. They settle. And then you go ahead and litigate litigate the civil case. So I would be making a claim for for injuries to the to the patron against the uh, individual that assaulted him, and then against the bar as the employer of the assaulter. So, hmm. 
Oh, a complicated yeah, world we live in. Rudy Gobert, you like him? I love it, but I have to tell you, though, I'm almost not. I didn't go into treatment, Mike, but I almost went into treatment when I heard we traded Pat Bev. I, I think I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of my own lawyering, okay? Because as a reporter, okay, what, what, what I do and what you do aren't that much different sometimes, you know? Right, I try to right. figure out why something happened, right? You're I, an investigator, I'm Mike. I'm an investigator. And, and, and I would say right. to you that I think there was some restlessness amongst the troops with Pat Bev, and there was some reason that, that it wasn't what it looked like during the season. I, I have no trouble accepting that. Yeah. I just, I like the guy's game. I think he's the best point guard we had since Marbury. Now, there, there could be things that happen behind the scenes. That, but, but, Mike, you have to admit, too, when you're, when you're getting a really good player, you're going to have to give up some good stuff, too. You know? That's right. That's right. And then you live with it. Yep. All right. All right. We, we'll All do right. it again soon. Good to talk to you. Tell me when you want to have coffee and a caramel roll. Hey, thanks a lot for having me, Mike. You bet. Mike Patton nice enough to join us and cut right through the chase. That's what I like about him. It's good stuff. The hammer was out on the pitch last night. He was. We'll ask him what he saw on the pitch when he was out there last night because it surprised a lot of people, but maybe didn't surprise the hammer because the hammer has spent a lot of time on the pitch. Stay with us. Hold on. Phil Collins, everybody. Phil Collins. Now, you were at the pitch last night. Minnesota United uh, had, what, 18,000 there? They had to sell out, right? Yes. And, and they're playing a team from the English Premier League. Correct. Everton, right? Everton, yes. Everton. And and I didn't know a lot about this team, but I know it's, it's an exhibition game for them, so I'm trying to figure out, you know, context-wise, is this a really important game for them? Are they just trying different things? Uh, well, before the game, I mean, it, 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 in the first half, it was over. What happened? You know, I, I've been watching a lot of sports here in Minnesota since I moved here back in 1998. The last time I was this stunned by a Minnesota team winning was when the Wild went to the conference finals back in 2003. But, but did, did, what I'm saying is, did, did they mail it in, or they, were they just trying to stay in shape? What, 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 were they playing hard? No, they, they, what, what, was your, what was your take on They it? got all played by Minnesota United on the pitch. I mean, I don't know what Everton was doing, but they were not playing like a Premier League squad. They played like a third or fourth tier English League squad. I mean, and they squashed a couple of good opportunities, scoring opportunities. Exa- exactly, yeah. yes. And Minnesota United, they got the first goal came on a penalty kick where the uh, guy in the box for Everton, I forget who it was, but he had a handball. So they took advantage of the penalty, made it 1-0. Second goal came just where the defender was trying to like slide and just deflect the ball away, and the ball hit this foot where it went right in the net. So an old goal that makes it 2 nothing, And then yeah. Maria gets a good goal that makes it 3 nothing. and Everton's first team is just in shambles. And you can't explain it? No, I mean, I mean it's, 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 it's stunning. I mean, here's what I know. Three years ago, when United played Ashton Villa, another English Premier League team that just got promoted, they were a step or two behind the whole night, and they lost 3-0. Against Everton, who's been one of the better Premier League teams over the years, although they had a bad season last year, I thought it would be probably similar to that. Instead, you know, it was like a step ahead of them the whole pitch. Yeah, give me an analogy. Obviously, MLS is different because yeah. all of our other major league sports are the best in the world. Whether it's NHL, NBA, um, Major League Baseball. MLS is the best in the United States. Yes. It's not the best in the world. No. So, so is this like the Yankees playing a triple-A team? Double-A. Okay, so, 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 the, so the Yankees are Everton and, 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 and the uh, – a United or a double-A team? Yes. It's, the double-A team beat them. Yes, yes. It'd be like the Twins double-A team beating the Yankees. Really? Yes. I mean, the English Premier League is by far, is arguably the top Premier League, top league in all soccer. I mean, okay, La Liga in Spain might be up there. Same with the Bundesliga in Germany. But EPL is probably where most of the players go to. And I talked to a guy from England a couple of years ago about the uh, MLS work compared to English football. 
he said anywhere between third and fourth tier of uh, football in England is where the ML teams, MLS teams would rank. Third and fourth tier. Yeah. Okay. Which it, is what which is what we're doubling single is. Yeah. It's the best we got locally, but yes. it's just you know. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, we're doing a good job developing our own talent here in the United right. States. But, like, the big players over in Europe or so, they're not coming here until, like, they're past their career, like when they're past their prime. That's who you're getting. Exactly. What about Reynoso? Couldn't he play over there? Uh, he may play for, like, a smaller club over there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, like, like Manchester United probably wouldn't look at him, but, like, a team like maybe, say, Nottingham Forest might. Okay. And Nottingham Forest just got promoted from the second tier. Well, St. Clair's got to be there on somebody's radar because he's so athletic. You know, goaltender might too, because I know the uh, the uh, Manchester City. Their backup goalie was an American player named Zach Stefan. He just got transferred to Middlesbrough just to give a little more playing time this year. So, okay. yeah, you can go over there, but you won't probably get a lot of playing time. You'll probably be like a reserve, if anything. Hmm. Well, I didn't realize it was that drastic. Yeah. Wow. So there was some stuff happening on the pitch last night. Yeah, I talked to an Everton yeah. fan last night after the match. He looked at me. He goes, "We're in a lot of trouble. We've we got to get our stuff together." Okay. So, so what was the buzz like last night? Though? It was a pretty good buzz. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I thought there'd be more people than what it was, but it was a good contention. I mean, like Everton, they had their own corner of the stadium or so with their fans and their saying and their chants and everything. Yeah. It's just a really festive atmosphere. But but did, did the United fans, did you feel that they were as dialed in as you are to this? Oh, day, yes. That they understood the magnitude of this? <laughs> those, those fans are always dialed in no matter what's going on. I mean, okay. the chanting and everything, the uh, crowd singing or so, that crowd's always dialed in. Now, did you have a good seat, were you? Yeah, I, I was lucky enough to get a press credential because I did some reporting for Henry last night, too. So I uh, sat outside the press box area. And what I like about the scene arrangement there at Islands Field, it feels like you're on your deck in an apartment building watching a soccer match. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful setup. Yes, Beautiful it setup. It's very creative. I like yeah. it. And in the, in the size of the field, um, it, it really sucks you in because the, you, don't, you don't realize how big the pitch is yes. until you get there. And it's green and it's beautiful. Yes, it is. But then it's such a feature piece because, you know, many times the field's a small piece in the middle, you know, yeah. right here in town, but not there. And, and what I like about it, too, is like on the pitch, you know, something's always happening. Players are always positioned. They're always moving or so. They're always trying to well, sit something getting up. hurt, too, though. I mean, yeah, that's true. Here's what I'll never understand. Here. Okay, so, so I mean, there's it, always a kneecap to kneecap. Somebody yes. gets in the thigh. That's laying there tackle. in great pain. Yes. pain. Uh, many times it's just a bruise, but you can't tell, right? Okay, yes. here, here's what I don't understand. Why does the clock keep running? That's just what they do. The clock always runs, and they add extra minutes on. That's just how they okay, always but how, done. It. How do they decide extra minutes? Is it scientific they have, or arbitrary? They have one timekeeper on the sideline who keeps track of everything. He'll pause his own clock, and then he'll tell how many extra minutes they have on afterwards. But do they always give extra minutes? Or yes. If it's a blowout, do they just say, "Hey, they well, ain't let, well, back. last night there was no stoppage time because it was just a friendly. They just did the forty-five minutes, and that was it. So last night was a guaranteed friendly time. Yes. See, do you see why people get confused? If you, if you look closely, it's pretty simple to follow. I know, but I wouldn't know that the friendly game is different no. for stop time. No, I, I, in fact, I learned that last day, too. I was expecting like maybe two or three minutes of stoppage time, and they just got the nine minutes they called. And then on. somebody said, well, Hammer, the way it works is it's a friendly game, so we don't do that. Yeah, I, I was fine with it. I mean, it is what it is. Well, it wasn't going to change the outcome. No, no, I mean, it was already fine. But I just didn't, know, I didn't understand the rules, yeah. what I'm saying. Okay, 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 I get it, I get it, I get it, Okay. The hammer was at the pitch, and the pitch was humming last night. When we come back, his name is Bryce Weiler. He'll be playing uh, some games, not baseball games, but some games at CHS Field next week, and and here's the catch. He's blind. We'll explain when we come back. Welcome back. Sports to the Max, News Talk 830 WCCO. Joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline, Bryce Weiler, who has an interesting story to tell. He'll be in St. Paul uh, next week on Tuesday. Uh, at the CHS field for some activities. Uh, to- 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Garden Hire will be there, I believe, the manager of the Saints and more. Uh, but explain, Bryce, first of all, welcome to the show. Explain, explain what, what this event is next week because it's pretty interesting. Hi, Mike. Thank you for having me on. You this bet. Tuesday, July 26th, from 1 until 2 in the afternoon, 52 individuals with disabilities are able to play on the field with the St. Paul Saints players and coaching staff at CHS Field, learning baseball skills such as hitting, throwing, running the bases, people of all disabilities, all ages, and various disabilities as well. Brace, you are legally blind, correct? Yes, I was born four months premature, and then due to either too much light or too much oxygen while I was in the hospital, it caused the retinas in my eyes to detach, which caused me to be blind. Okay, so legally blind has to be, it's got some latitude there. Does that mean you can see objects? Can you see anything? Where are you at with it? I cannot see very much of anything. I can see shadows. I used to be able to tell if the light was on or off in a room, but now I can just see shadows, and that's about it. So, Bryce, explain to me, uh, in layman's terms, how how do you go about trying to master a game of baseball or participate in this? Well, for the various disabilities, we'll have people there helping them. Uh, The St. Paul Saints players, we're pitching to people who have disabilities. For people who are in wheelchairs, they'll push them around the bases if they need that. They'll help them hit. Uh, If I bat, I will swing and just show the player where my swing plane is, and he'll pitch the ball to me and ah, tell me when to swing. Yep. If I'm playing catch, I will have him tap his glove, and then I will throw the ball to where he taps. And if I'm catching the ball from him, I will just make sure to close the glove whenever I feel it go into the glove. Now, obviously, you've done this before. How does it work? Does it work pretty well for you? It works really great. I'm a lot better at playing catch than I am at hitting. Yeah. But... I can play catch very, very well. When you hit the ball, when you square one up, how does that feel to you? I don't normally get it hit that far. I'm just happy that I'm able to, to you know, be able to hit it. Normally, normally I don't really, you know, get it too far because it does, it does take some timing to to get the player to put the ball in 
you know, my swing plane at the exact second. What does this do for you in terms of uh, just being outside and doing an activity? What, is, what does it do for the your mental psyche? Well, for the various people with disabilities attending, they are able to have these life life changing opportunities. They are also able to find friendships that can last for their lifetime with the hosts of the event. And for their parents or their caregivers, they're able to realize that a person with a disability can do anything in life if they are only given opportunities. What's the hardest thing for you to do in life? What What's the thing that you struggle with the most? Not necessarily what I struggle with. The hardest thing any person with a disability faces is people not wanting to give them opportunities because of their disability. That's why events like this are important because St. Because the players from the St. Paul Saints, one day baseball is going to end for them, and they'll have employment doing something. And maybe they'll want to hire people with disabilities for their company or with their friend's company. Or they can realize the value of what a person with a disability can do. And these athletes are playing baseball at a high level. So use the high level and the platform they are playing at to speak about something that is important to them and something they are passionate about. Bryce Weilers, I guess. Bryce, what do you do by day? Do, do you do you have a job that you lock into? This is my work, being the co-founder of the Beautiful Lives Project, setting up these events throughout the country for people with disabilities. I'm also a disability consultant for various companies, such as the Baltimore Orioles, Latch, as well as Great Television. Okay, so what are some of the events that really stood out to you, showcase events that really had an effect on you? I'm grateful for every event that that we have to help people who have disabilities to have these experiences. This year, I had an event where 80 people with disabilities were able to play on the field with Michigan State's football team. I also had an event where 50 people with disabilities were able to play on the field with the Boston College football team. We have 52 people with disabilities playing on the field with the St. Paul Saints. But what stood out to me, to me most about this event was how quickly it filled up. I'd never had an event fill up quicker. This event was full within two days, and we even added 10 spots to to get to the 52. We were supposed to stop at 40, but every everyone in Minnesota was so grateful and excited about this. That's what stands out to me about to me about this event. Bryce Weiler is our guest, and Bryce, you're not from here, so so these are local people with uh, with disabilities that that that, uh, that come to the event right every, every place you go is a satellite and, and therefore it's the people from that community that, that that participate correct people from that town or city and typically within a 60 to 80 minute driving range of the location of the event people with every disability and all ages as well that's the important thing about our events with the beautiful lives project is they're open to both adults and children with disabilities, with any disability and any age. And, and so it's children, but it's beyond. And the comments that you get after a successful event are what? Everyone's very grateful. The people with disabilities have enjoyed having these opportunities. The players and the coaches or the other event hosts, because we also do more than just sports events. We have people with disabilities doing art, such as painting and sculpture or performing with cheerleading teams or, or whatever the case might be. The people who, who host the event realize how fortunate they are to be able to work in their chosen profession or field. Sometimes they take that for granted, especially in sports. The parents 
or the caregivers who have just watched their child or they're an adult with a disability experiencing the activity. They're very grateful for that opportunity. Some of them never thought their adult or their child with a disability would be able to do this, or they didn't think that they would be willing to try something new. So it's it's all about breaking down barriers. Do you feel sorry for yourself? No, I've been blind my entire life, so I am used to not being able to see or knowing what colors are. So, so you just accept it and it's a way of life? Yes, it is, it is what I've been used to. And you've taken your life and you've done something positive with it, uh, which is, to me, the definition of success. It's important to be able to give back to the people who've helped me throughout my life to be successful, whether it was with Marty Simmons allowing me to sit on his Evansville men's basketball bench when I was a student in college, or the students who helped me to be successful whenever I was at Evansville. It's important for me to pay those opportunities back and to help other people who have disabilities be able to live their dreams in life and to help them to gain friendships. Bryce, have fun with the St. Paul Saints, and thank you for giving us some time tonight. Thank you very much. You bet. Bryce Weiler coming to the St. Paul Saints, uh, people with disability for him being blind, um, get to throw it around with the Saints at CHS Field, and that's a pretty cool thing, isn't it? To get out there and feel the breeze and maybe square one up and you know catch a ball and you met all those things. Uh, that's pretty cool. But I love it when people, you know, they, they win the day because they go, okay, it's not about what came my way. It's about how do how do I win? How do I win the day? I talk about that all the time with uh, kids. And I, I, I've given about 9,000 speeches, I think, in my life. Um, if there's a high school that hasn't had me out to speak, uh, call me because there can't be many left that I haven't spoke to in Minnesota. And they, you know, they always want to know about the people that you cover and the things that you see. And I, I, usually it's about can you win the day? And those are the people that win, and they, they stack those on top of each other. So you get up tomorrow, you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you've got a plan, but you don't know if, if, if the plan is going to be um, something that you can execute because it might rain or you know something could get in the way or your car might go on the fritz. Uh, and, and, and the people that say, okay, that went didn't go my way, but I'm still going to do this. I'm going you know, to make 16 phone calls in the next two hours if I'm a salesperson because I just got a meeting canceled. And I was hoping to go face-to-face with this big client, but I don't. So now I'm going to try to make 16 phone calls and send out 16 emails to other clients. Win the day. Um, Our game got rained out, uh, the baseball game I was supposed to play. So I went to the health club, and I I lifted weights, and I got on the Stairmaster, and then I went swimming. Found a way to win the day, even though one didn't look like it was going to be good. Those are the people that you can talk about common denominators. Those are people that I see that win, that, that are successful and are happy with themselves. I'm just saying. Like I said, maybe you've heard me speak. If, if, I, if I haven't been to your high school, just give me a call so I can check them all off the list here at some point in time. Uh, but it's it's amazing to me uh, that the secret sauce is there is no secret sauce. Hammer will expand on that in his life when we come back. Stay with us. I've been around for you, lived and died for you, and I just can't. See? Been down for you, and I just can't get anything. I swallowed my pride for you, lived and died for you, and you still make me feel like a thief. Boy, this takes me back to my single days. <clears throat> Welcome back. Sports to the Max News Talk 830 WCCL. That was a long time ago, but it's funny how that music kind of rekindles the memory. 
I was just a small town guy trying to do things right, you know. <clears throat> hey, ma'am. Um, yes, Maxine. They've got this new documentary out, this series on uh, on Derek Jeter. They call it The Captain. Yep, seven-part series. Seven-part series. And uh, mm-hmm. I saw the first part's the first one I want to see more because he's intriguing to me. Um, I, I believe it was analytics said that he would not have been considered to be a great shortstop based on analytics. Yeah, uh, I What think does that tell you about him or about analytics? It tells me a lot about analytics. I mean, Because there has to be a... Who do you want out there with the game on the line factor, right? Let's face it, Derek Jeter's career is clutch. Yeah. And that matters more than analytics to me. Yeah. I mean, here's my take on analytics. I think they can show you things you don't necessarily see, but you can't just rely on them blindly here. Like, you have to have the eye test as well. I mean, I think a prior case of point. And, and you have to be able to feel, does the team have confidence yeah. in this person? Do they play better when he's on the field? Does he, does he run the clubhouse? Yeah. Does he, you know, yeah. all those things. I'm going to be a prime example. Remember the World Series two years ago when Tampa Bay playing the Dodgers? Blake Snell pitching the game of his life. Yeah. He gave up one hit. And then they took him out of the game because the third time through the lineup was coming through. And the manager said, according to analytics, the lineup has the advantage. Well, you know, if your pitcher pitching very well, let him battle out there. Let me show, hey, I'm fighting the state in the skin. Let me see what I can do here. Let me see if I can fight these guys off. Well, yeah, and then you go back to Morris in 91, right? Exactly. There's no way you're taking him out of that game. <laughs> you know, come on. Yeah, so. Okay, but with, with, um, with Jeter's presence and all those things, you know, they, they, they say this about Jeter, and because the Twins played him so often, I ended up in their clubhouse a lot. Yes. You know, because in the playoffs, they ended up with him a lot. Yes. I was always fascinated by the New York Yankees clubhouse. And, Same here. And my takeaway always was, it was easier to cover the Yankees than the Twins. And the reason that I say that is they, they really are pros there. Yes, they In are. other words, if they walk out into the area where the media is, they know that they are now available. Yes. And so they, they give you a professional interview yeah. because there's an expectation when you're a Yankee that that's the way yeah. you do business. And I had more good times with CC Sabathia and mm-hmm. Robinson Cano and Nick Swisher and you know, A-Rod to an extent, but... Uh, Derek Jeter, th- this was true about him. I heard it described by the New York media. You feel like he kind of open. it's like you go to a hotel room and the guy kind of opens his door a little bit yeah. and, 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 and you're talking to him, but you're not. You're not in the room. You're not in the room. Yeah. And, and, and Jeter was incredibly professional in his interviews. Yes, he was. With, without making you feel like uh, you knew him incredibly well. Yeah. I mean, for what I can recall, the New York media never made him out to be a bad person whatsoever. No. So I think it shows respect. No, nor right there. did they also feel like they were his buddy. Exactly. There, there was always kind of that a, buffer was always there. A buffer there. Yeah, yes. that's a good way of putting it. We'll, we'll have to get Ron Coomer on here after this. Is you know he played with them. Uh, he was, I was just going to mention that too. You know, Ron Coomer told me stories about him being with the Yankees and just how professional that team acts compared to how other baseball clubs act. Yeah, and I got to tell you, I used to love it when the Yankees came to town because when you walked in that clubhouse, like uh-huh. I said, and and and, and I, some of the best interviews were you know, Sabathia talking yes. about playing other sports, and you know the list goes on and on uh-huh. because there's so many. Mariano Rivera was great. Yes. Yeah, uh, when, when you talked to him, and, and and I remember Cano and Swisher and the way they they do soft toss out of Target Field, try to hit the ball with mm-hmm. right field fence like they were two kids. But I always loved when the Yankees came to town because the aura that went with it. And yeah. Of course, he was the epitome of that, I guess. But but you never felt like he was uh, a buddy to the media. Yeah, when the Yankees come to town, it feels like an event. Where other teams come to town, man. feels like a game. Yep. 
and, and, and you're going to have to work your ass off to beat them, and you're probably not. I mean, this year was a great example. Yeah. Twins lost two out of three, and yes. I think they had a lead in all three games, and it looked like they were going to – and somehow, some way, you hit the eighth inning, yeah. and, and all of a sudden the Yankees are just one at bat yeah. away from tying the game. The, you know? the, the game I went to this year, Garrett Cole's pitching, and the Twins got to him early and often. Yeah. I think they had like a 6 nothing lead. Happened? And the Yankees just start chipping away. They chipping start wearing them down. Next thing you know, it's a 10-6 win for New York. Greatest game maybe ever played at Target Field was when they lost to the Yankees a few years ago. Aaron Hicks made the catch to end yes. the game. Do you remember that? I do remember that, yes. Uh, I mean, it went back and back back and forth with more uh, and home runs and everything else. And the end, it ends with Aaron Hicks taking one away in the gap yeah. that could have won for the Twins. It was just an unbelievable game. Well, funny because you've you got to beat the Yankees. Well, they don't beat themselves. Well, it's funny you mentioned that the best game I ever saw at the Metrodome was a Yankee game back in, I think, 03 04, where the Twins rally in the eighth inning. They take the lead. You're like, okay, they rallied. They're going to beat the Yankees. Donate comes on. And then the Yankees get to him. Was this the playoffs? No, this is a regular okay, season game. I was going to say, Ruben Sierra hit one. Yeah, this is a regular season game that I was at. That's the best game I saw at the Metrodome. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's uncanny. Yeah. You know, they never fold. So I'm, I'm anxious to see this uh, uh-huh. documentary play out. And by the way, Brian Cashman is really aged <laughs> since, you know, last time <laughs> yeah. I saw him. I guess yes, I haven't seen yes, him for yes, a Yes, yes, Okay, we got time? We've got 10 seconds left. Let's see your okay. best work. Uh, Henry Lake's coming up next, and there's so much sports to talk about right now, and we finally got some time to breathe. He'll fill in the blanks, okay? Okay. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 